3: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at Inc.com. or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
4: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are live here, I think fourth week in a row now, in the hermetically sealed tab computer systems studios here in east hartford connecticut we will do our best to help you out with your computer comments questions and concerns feel free to get online 809-66-WTIC-522-WTIC and of course we're, we're on facebook live over at uh WTIC's facebook page and uh, we'll take a look at your comments this week and try to interact with you during the show if you have any comments you want to bring up or issues you want to bring up that'd be fine with us we'll do our best to help you out um during the program, so as usual and customary, let's get on to your questions and uh, well, let's get on to your uh, your news that we have for the show, Bob. What do you got going on?
2: Yeah, there's a autonomous grocery delivery, delivery headed to Irvine, California, amid uh, coronavirus. All right, Pony AI, a Toyota-backed self-driving car startup, will use its autonomous cars to deliver groceries. So um, a Toyota-backed driving company, will soon jump into the autonomous and contactless delivery game. Mm. And basically, um, they're going to be delivering groceries to people, you know, uh, uh, with right. these so autonomous cars with yeah. no drivers.
4: Which, Of course, what could go wrong?
2: So people are going to have to go out <laughs> and get the groceries from the car.
4: Yeah. And... Uh,
2: you know you order it online what have you yeah. and then there's another company neuro will start self-driving delivery vehicle services in california you got to go to uh computer talk with tab and uh click on the links because they got some nice pictures of what the vehicles look like especially the one from neuro yeah cuz there's no driver on it it looks like a little uh uh cooler on wheels
4: i highly i highly doubt it's going to work yet i mean uh, even Assisted cruise control doesn't work so well. So, I don't think this is going to happen anytime soon. Um, they can, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to make it down the streets, frankly. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, it's like Lord of the Flies out there. Someone's going to hijack the vehicles. I mean, who knows what's going to be going on out there as far as huh. autonomous delivery? I mean, it's crazy. You got some weirdly nutty people out there. I mean, speaking of nutty people, um, over 50 cell towers. Over 50 cell towers were vandalized in the U.K. due to 5G coronavirus conspiracy theories. So you can't even make this stuff up. I mean, we already have the folks that think the planet is flat. Now we're living with the folks that think 5G cell service has something to do with a virus. I can't even believe I'm bringing this up, but they're damaging cell towers uh, because somebody thinks that they're connected to COVID. Guys, really? I mean... I just can't believe we're sharing the planet with people like this. Um they they are physically damaging these things because they think that 5G spreads covid. I mean, I mean they're probably doing it in a group and they're probably sneezing on each other while they're doing it, but no, the the cell tower is the is the problem. I, you can't make it up. We're sharing the planet with these folks. I I can't believe it. I just, can't, I just can't believe it I mean you're you're going to bring down a cell tower because you think it's giving you coronavirus. I mean it's just like the corona beer. I mean, people weren't drinking corona I mean it's my favorite beer, and they they were still were afraid of the beer
2: just squeeze a little lemon in it <laughs> It's just
4: great lime, baby lime lime that's right um so yeah, we're sharing the planet with some folks who think cell towers are getting you sick oh well, yeah yay. what do you got, Bob? what else?
2: Lowest gas prices in the u s falls to just ninety three cents a gallon
4: Wow, it's probably before I was a kid, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I can remember it being uh actually when I, in around two thousand, I think it was like in the sixty some cents a gallon, yeah, here in Connecticut, of course, the rest of the country was much lower
4: well, we're seeing this as a po- a possible opportunity to get rid of these crazy formulaics that we do that cost so much now that we're dealing with this ridiculous glut of oil um that again. And don't let a don't let a uh, a uh, crisis go to waste. You know we might be able to re look at our formulaics of our for our for our uh, gasoline, because we're paying an arm and a leg to deal with the the winter fl- the winter flavor and the summer flavor, and it costs a lot more. Especially we've dealt with issues of shortages that artificially increase the price only because of the formulaics that we deal with. Uh, it'd be great to change that and just have one flavor of gasoline. That'll greatly reduce the price in general going forward. Uh, hopefully, they can consider doing that during this crisis. Right?
2: Yeah, it would benefit the citizens, and we can't do that. You
4: know, nothing like getting rid of <laughs> ethanol in our gasoline. Um, that'd be that'd be tremendous. We I was on with Ray and Joe on Thursday, and we talked about the fact that poor Zoom and their security issues. Uh, you got you know, Zoom bombs, and those Zoom bomb videos are all over TikTok. Which Ray and Joe accused me of having TikTok. I don't have TikTok. Uh, TikTok, believe it or not, is a Chinese company. Just so you guys knew that, you're supporting a Chinese company with your TikTok viewing habits. Uh, but your Zoom bombs are all over TikTok. And um, the folks at Zoom, just like any other cloud based company, they work first on getting you connected and don't worry about you being protected. So they'll deal with the security later. And over 500,000 Zoom accounts have been compromised. Why were they compromised? Because you guys use the same passwords for other accounts. So LinkedIn was compromised long ago, and if your password was 12345, and you used it for Zoom as well, the bad guys simply check to see if you changed your password, and guess what? You didn't. 500,000 of you didn't. And these guys are selling your passwords to get onto Zoom for, I don't know, a a penny or so of uh, an account. But the point is, way too many of you guys use the same passwords for your um, online systems. Stop doing that. Please, you're just leaving yourself wide open. And on top of this, um, your Zoom videos could live in the cloud even after you delete them. So basically, there's another story out here that you might have assumed Zoom and the cloud storage provider would have passed or protected your video by default once it was uploaded. And you you might have uh, assumed that a deleted video might be actually gone as, as well. But it turns out security researchers have found that both of those assumptions are not necessarily true uh even though you've deleted your zoom video from the cloud, they could still exist out there we'll put the link up here for from cnet again this is another big issue with the cloud uh you know we throw our data everywhere and you're hoping people are cleaning up after themselves and you hope the company would actually do the thing that they said they're doing when you deleted the file and they're not so I'll put the link up here for you we're we're picking on zoom because they're the ones that just rocketed during this big uh crisis there are other um Good meeting companies where you can use uh, online meetings like Skype. Uh, Google has a tool out there. It used to be Google, what was it? Google Groups or something like that. I'm not even sure what it's called. But there is another Google solution out there. Um, But right now they're not being reported as much because it's it's Zoom that's seeing um, all these TikTok videos of all the people Zoom bombing your video. Uh, But you can avoid those things by adding passwords. You can avoid those things. by using the waiting room feature of Zoom so that you only allow in those people who have been invited. Um, and that way you don't find some nefarious dude hanging out on your Zoom call. Go ahead, Bob. Google Meet. Google Meet, yeah. That's what it is. Is it free or does it cost something?
2: Uh, you can try it free for 14 days. Ah,
4: So, see, the thing <laughs> with Zoom is it's free, period. Uh, you can do free me- uh, meetings, whereas Google wants to charge you. Um, the Googleplex wants to make some money off you, which is, again, that's their fun. It's their deal. Um, I don't know if you heard this, too. I saw this recently. Um, I think it's Ford that's uh, actually going to be using a tool where they're going to put a wrist uh, zapper on people so that if you're within proximity of somebody within six feet, your wrist gets zapped. I mean, I got that from my dog for his collar. He's got an invisible fence, and he gets zapped. <laughs> so I don't know how many how many jewels they're going to whack you with uh, over there at Ford, but they're going to be trying to use a proximity-based zappage. Um, we're also looking at, um, I guess, Facebook, Google, and Apple are all looking at ways of uh, – Tracking us, right? So that you know, if Bob comes down with the COVID, my app will say, "Hey, you know, you're you're close to Bob. He had the he has the COVID. Stay away from him." Um, so it's one of those things that uh, the technology is going to be hopefully helping us to get through this uh, problem we're dealing with. And um, however, your 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 privacy may not be as private as it used to be. And uh, even Apple is kind of saying, "Well." We'll 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 undo this kind of after we get through this. Uh, we'll see how that all goes. But any kind of mapping tool, any kind of uh, navigation tool, um, they all know where you they all know where you're going, and uh, it's just a matter of who's using that data. Hopefully, it's going to be for good. So we're going to step out for a quick break. We're on the live stream. Feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. If you have anything in the comments field, we will do our best to try to uh, respond to those as well. And uh, let us know where you're where you're watching us on the live feed over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page. Any comment or share increases the algorithm so that Zuckerberg will share our stream with other people. So the more you comment, just saying hi is fine, uh, allows for the folks at Facebook to say, oh, people are watching. Um, and that then allows other people to know about the, the stream. So feel free to do that for us. We're going to step out for a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, feel free to get online. We're going to be here live until 11 o'clock. We are streaming live over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page if you want to check us out on the Facebook page. Um, And feel free to let us know where you're watching us from. Um, We got folks uh, letting us know from Litchfield. You got Paul checking us out from Litchfield. You got. Uh, what do we got over there? We got Howard checking us out from the villages in Florida. Uh, yes, we got Marshall checking us out from uh, Plymouth. So uh, folks uh, are definitely checking out the stream. And uh, feel free to share it with other so other folks know that it's out there so they can check it out as well. But let's get to your calls first. You've been nice enough to join us on this lovely wintry spring morning <laughs> here in Connecticut. Let's go to Steve and Winstead. What's going on, Steve? Good
0: morning, Eric. Good morning, Bob.
4: Morning. Good morning
0: i am watching from my kitchen sink through the window, and it's snowing pretty good here
4: yeah yeah <laughs> well, welcome to New England, right?
0: yeah, so I was catching up on some more Star Trek, and I came across the cloud minders
4: the cloud and it's
0: miners. the one where they they got the city and the stratus,
4: oh yeah, yeah, yeah and the
0: clouds, and then the 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 miners and of course Star Trek they come up with that device to save everybody's life. It turns out to be a mask. <laughs>
4: That's right, man. Look at Star where Trek. We're at. This, yeah, it's amazing. It, it, it's amazing. It's all it comes around, goes around. You're right. The mask is Star That'll Trek. Be the next Who knew?
0: Big industry.
4: The mask industry. No, everyone's making their own mask. Um, you know, my mother-in-law is shipping us some masks. I'm looking forward to, you know, trying on some new mask uh, fashion. You know, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be interesting.
0: I had another comment. It's yeah. about the internet. Sure. You mentioned one time that there was somebody who was going to come along and try to turn it off like a switch. I did. Or, well, I, I heard a discussion of that one time on your show, where there was a, a congressman or a senator. Who oh, upset. oh.
4: Yeah, there is. Our uh, the, 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 our our Congress is always writing laws that eventually will end up decimating the internet. Well, they'll make something illegal that will turn off the internet. I'm trying to think back to what that. Article was about, but we're just we're just really moments away from someone writing some law that pretty much makes the internet unusable.
0: I don't use the internet, and I really don't have much interest in it. But even I know that there's a lot of commerce and communication that happens through the internet. I don't think that would go over too well.
4: It would. <laughs> it probably wouldn't go over too well. Uh, Didn't they but- do
0: that on South Park?
4: <laughs> Probably. My prediction, though, is just that they're going to write a law that, you know, kind of like here in Connecticut, right, where they wrote the law for uh, taxing our food and they screwed up how to tax a rotisserie chicken, right? I mean, if you got folks here in Connecticut who can't figure out how to tax rotisserie chickens correctly, I, I wouldn't put it past our federal lawmakers to screw up taxing the Internet or dealing with privacy on the Internet to where they would actually write a law that breaks it. I mean, it's it's you really can't. Your imagination can't be uh, pushed too far to figure that that could happen, right? No, they're not reading the laws anyways. Um, so it's going to happen, I think, eventually. They'll undo it. Uh, I'm sure they'll fix it right away.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine that.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> Steve, I
0: can imagine a lot of things, but I can't imagine that.
4: Okay. Well, I'll, tr- I'll go back and find some of the things <laughs> that talk about them breaking the Internet, uh, some of the laws they're putting out that was, are coming close. Uh, I'll put some links up again for that.
0: Wow. Well, I don't have a computer, but
4: um, you're better off. In the future,
0: I'll give you my address, and you can snail mail those to me.
4: (laughs) All right, Steve. Hey, thanks for listening.
2: It'll be secure anyway. anyway.
4: (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it definitely will be secure. (laughs) Uh, Let's go on to uh, Jack uh, in Manchester. What's up, Jack?
5: Hey guys. Good morning. I got a couple of problems. One is that my HP desktop. I have to reboot it. Every yeah. time I want to use I always say every time I want to use it, but in, in the morning, I've left it on overnight, and it, when I try to use it, it is just dead slow. So yeah. I have to go in, reboot it, and it's good for the rest of the day. The next morning, it's the same thing.
4: Huh. How old well is the machine?
5: Uh, about three, four years old. It's a, uh HP uh, Pavilion desktop uh, yeah. 510, I don't know, 510 510- dash.
4: P13 whatever that is. Okay. Well, I mean rebooting it in the morning after you've let it go to sleep or hibernation is not unusual. Um, so rec I think you know shutting it off in the morning and and uh, shutting it up before you go to bed is probably a good idea then if what you're spe- experiencing is what you're experiencing. Something is taking a long time to come out of hibernation I suspect. Uh-huh. Maybe a hard drive or something it's not waking up quickly. What do you think, Bob?
2: Yeah, I would go into the uh power settings and uh, uh See if the um, hard drive is being turned off, and I would change that to never. I just can't see a reason to shut off the hard drive because right. sometimes that'll crash the computer altogether.
4: Okay, that'd be in your custom power settings. Um right. So, so then, if you but again, if you're going to try to sleep it or hibernate it to save money on energy, and you're not turning off components anyways, you may as well just turn it off. Okay. Right.
5: Well, that's that. That was one, and that was solvable by rebooting the other one is i have uh one drive on here which is uh the whole five gig and i have a i get a notice that says it's full and you can't put anything more in it either get stuff out of it or mm-hmm. rather than that we'd like to sell you some more
4: uh more space, space. right
5: and i have i worked all day yesterday trying to I would delete stuff, and it would just come right back up again. And I just don't. I went on to, uh, my usual YouTube, and most of the people uh, I couldn't quite understand uh, their dialect that I called, okay. or I listened to, and uh, I just don't know how to how to make that work because either that, or I, I guess you can go to Google, move to all the stuff that Google has a free cloud thing. Also,
4: it's only free to a point. They'll charge you too eventually. Oh yeah, so it all depends on what you're trying to do here. If you're trying to actually save data out there to protect it from a crash, um, you have to consider what data you're putting there and, and synchronize only those folders that you want to synchronize out to the cloud. You can configure that with OneDrive. You can choose folders or not choose folders. We can put a link up to explain that for you as far as how you manage that.
5: Well, what I have on there are photographs, and some of the photographs. I really don't want. Uh, they just went there automatically. Right. Uh, for, for an example, I have uh, a camera that uh, you, use it at uh, out to, to follow game, wild mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. and there's got to be thousands of pictures that are down, You know, I, I don't need those, but I can't. I couldn't get
4: rid of them. Right. So the problem with the synchronization function is that you can take it off the cloud, but you've told OneDrive to resync your folders, so it's saving you from you. Thank so, you. <laughs> you have to, it, that's the whole problem. So, synchronization can get kind of funky. You either synchronize from and to, you synchronize both directions. And so, if you are telling the the, the file, the, the directory, I want to synchronize both ways, and you take it off the cloud, well, OneDrive's going to say, whoops, oh, it looks like he moved it off the cloud. I'll resync it for him. All right.
5: That's exactly what happens because I could see where I'm deleting, I delete, 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 and I'm down to like, I've uh, oh, maybe one gig. And I, Blink my eyes, and it's right back again.
4: Right. It's, it's called a, it's a feature. Um, <laughs> it's resynchronizing. They're anxious to sell you more stuff, right? They right. want to sell you more space. Absolutely. So I understand they, that. And they want to protect you because if you make a mistake, they want to make sure that your data is safely placed somewhere for you um, out in the cloud because they're, quote, unquote, helping you. Don't you see? Uh, so we'll put a link up as far as how to manage your files and folders in OneDrive. Uh, over at computertalkwithtab.com. If you follow that, you should get some good uh, understanding as far as how it works. But I think that's what's happening to you. It's just synchronizing on you.
5: You I think you're right. I just, it's like, I would just, it's like shoveling against the the, the ocean, you
4: know. Yep. They want (laughs) it on the cloud, sir. right back again. They want it on the cloud, and they want to start charging you for it. Oh, yeah. Even though you don't want it. All right, sir. Hey, guys, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure. We're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Of course, follow us on the stream. Let us know where you're watching us from in the comments. And uh, we'll do our best to interact with you there. If you actually have a question, we'll try to do that as well. We're going to step out for a quick break for the news. Uh, Everything we posted live is over here at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, this should get in your news feed as well. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are live here in the hermetically sealed East Hartford Studios of TAB Computer Systems. And I think this is week four, although the days are all just another day ending in Y for me. Uh, I'm not even sure what's going on. It's, it's literally Groundhog Day, as it is, I'm sure, for all you guys. We are also on uh, the stream over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page, so feel free to get on there and post any comments and uh, let us know where you're listening from or watching us from. And uh, we've got one here from Don out there. If my mouse freezes up periodically, is that the mouse or more likely a hard drive warning or near death? Um, I don't think we're near death yet, but what do you think it is, Bob?
2: Well, it could be a number of things. We don't know if it's a wired mouse or a wireless mouse that's right so if it's a wireless mouse let's say it could be that the mouse is too far away from the receiver depending on where that is there could be something in between it if the pc is under the desk versus on top of the desk mm-hmm. that sort of thing uh, it could be that the batteries are getting low
4: ah uh, so, that's true as simple as that sometimes
2: so you have that and if it's a wired mouse uh, well it could be the same thing wired or wireless you could have uh, a, a USB port that's starting to go out.
4: Right. So Very you could right. always just change your port. Change the port. That's right. We don't think your hard drive's failing. Um, you could always do a hard drive test uh, just to see if your hard drive is healthy, but it, your mouse freezing is probably not the issue. As long as you can do other things, um, maybe you can do a Control-Alt-Delete, and if your computer responds right away, it is just your mouse freezing and not the computer system freezing.
2: And it could be a bad mouse, but I would uh, not assume that off the bat.
4: Right. But they do, they do go um we're gonna try something new this week uh so tab does a security awareness training for our clients security awareness training uh, is a way for us to help them avoid being tricked by phishing schemes so we have our patrol dog security awareness tool and basically we have a scam of the week that we send out that i literally just put up on the stream hopefully eventually you'll see that and it talks about what's going on here with the scam of the week where the bad guys are actually sending out emails to people saying that with a big headline, you know, COVID in the office, be aware. This is from your quote-unquote HR department. And it says, we can't tell you who the people are, but click on this picture of the people, and the picture of the people will be enough for you to understand who are the folks that had COVID in the office. And, of course, you guys are all curious, so what do you do? You click on the picture, and it brings down a uh, payload of malware to your system of course. So, what part of our patrol dog security awareness training for our business clients is to want, on a regular basis let people know about these types of scams and with this COVID scam, they're just going to play on your curiosity, trying to get you to click on that picture of of the HR folks taking pictures of people who supposedly had COVID within the business and you're going to be of course just aching to figure out who it was and uh so any anytime you're dealing with emails that come through to your business uh, and you don't have any kind of email filter in place and you don't have any kind of security awareness in place, you're really just an accident waiting to happen, I'm sorry to say. Um, about 10 to 15% of malicious attacks that happen on businesses happen on them because of their individual people falling victim to these types of scams. And uh, no matter what type of filtration you have in place or protections you have in place, some of these emails get through uh, because the the systems can't tell that they are malicious. That's why training is so important. So we do this on a regular basis with our customers. We send out these uh, security awareness scam of the week emails. But, of course, we're always phishing and trying to trick our customers into clicking on these types of messages. And if they do click on them, we tell them, "Uh uh-oh, you failed. You fell for it and we throw them into remedial training. Um, They're also put into the clickers group. And uh, the more clickers that show up, then we can report back to HR within their own business businesses and say, hey, you've got some clickers <laughs> that need to be talked to because some people are just too willing, especially at 4 o'clock on a Friday when your guard is down or just before a holiday. Some people are just too willing to click on a lot of this email, and uh, you're bringing in malicious Software into your businesses, and uh, that's why training is so important. So, it's part of the uh, something we're going to be doing here on Computer Talk is to try to use the stream and kind of. We actually gave you a, uh, an actual little slide that kind of described this scam of the week uh, for folks who are listening or watching on the stream, so you kind of see what uh, we're talking about. But let's get to your calls. or go to John and he's Hartford first. What's going on, John? John, you there?
1: Uh, yes, I'm here. Sure. I had to take it off speakerphone. So, mm-hmm. my wife just bought a new uh, laptop. I'm trying to set it up. She's never had a Microsoft account before. So, it says you have to set up a Microsoft account. Uh, so, we, we did that. We entered her email address, then took the password. Then, it wants to know the country and region and the birth date. Mm-hmm. you click on birth date, it, it lists the months of the year, the days, you know, and, and the year. So, you click on each one. So, you're not like, can't enter them wrong. Uh, And every time we do it, we've done it about 20 times now, uh, it comes back to the same screen, and you get a little yellow uh, text that says, this information is required, like it doesn't accept it. So keep doing it over and over again. So We're stuck
4: Hmm.
1: at this point with Microsoft, setting up a Microsoft account.
4: Have you seen that, Bob?
2: Yeah, I've seen that. I actually see that quite often. And uh, what it is is you click on it, but it doesn't take it. So the best right. thing is to click on it and use the down arrow key to go to the one you want and then hit enter. That's what I do.
4: So it is a problem within Microsoft's account setup. Have you tried it that way,
1: John? I don't know. Say, say that. Say that. Could you repeat that?
4: So
2: instead of clicking on it, you might have to click on it a bunch of times before you before it takes. So in other words, you click on it and you think it took and you go to the next field. And it really hasn't taken yet, so it's still asking you to put it in. So rather than that, when you click on the field, click the down arrow or up arrow key to select the date that you want, and then hit Enter.
4: So that way you're kind of confirming the selection with that Enter. Because it's than not accepting
2: click. the mouse click for some reason, right? And that has okay. to do with the uh, way the web page is set up, I think.
4: Shouldn't be that difficult, should it, John? No, it doesn't seem like it should be.
2: <laughs>
4: so, I know. So I if, mean,
1: if I, if I can't get by this, uh, then I could actually probably just use my Microsoft account, correct?
4: You could, but now you're going to have all sorts of possible conflicts and problems. But you could. You could use the same account on two different machines. That's not unheard of, right, Bob?
2: Yeah, no. As a matter of fact, I set up a new Best Buy account today, and uh, I had the same problem.
4: With the Best Buy account. Right. Okay.
2: So it's not just limited to Microsoft.
4: But I'm on his question for Microsoft. He can have the same account on multiple machines if he wants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can do that. You can just, for whatever reason, they're having issues with their uh, their account setup. But it's the most basic of things, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just got me by that. I just, just with the enter key, and now it's.
4: Uh, the enter key worked? Yeah. Yes. There we go. So we take check, uh, money order. um, (laughs) (laughs) What is it, a dollar per click? What? No, no Bitcoin. No fake money. (laughs) No fake money. Fake money is the bane of our existence. and needs to be stopped. Nope, no no Bitcoin. I hope that helps you, John. I'm glad it did. All right. Thank you very much. You got it, sir. Thanks, sir. Yep. It is the silliest things, right? It's the silliest things that actually shouldn't have to be done. I mean, the poor guy was clicking them, I think, 20 times. (laughs) <laughs> I can just see him. You know, there is no paper jam. There is no paper jam. No, there isn't. You know, you remember the old Office Space? The guy banging on the printer, saying there's a printer j- paper jam. There's no paper jam. Uh, This—he's just trying to click and load his uh, load his account. And he can't get it going. It's—it's it's, welcome to Microsoft. Uh, let's go on to Don and Avon. What's going on, Don?
3: Hi, I, I got a question concerning backups. And the question is, I'm doing a backup to a NAS. I'm using a Western Digital product, a NAS drive. Yeah. And a- drive you know home cloud my cloud type cloud yep uh uh, so like my pick my pictures are being backed up from my phone to the cloud yeah and i'm doing a sync with the nas drive for files but i'm also doing a backup using the western digital backup tool all right how do i know it tells me the number of files that are there and the size of the files you know the size of the backup how do I know what's there? How do I know it's any good? Is there a way of testing it or besides, you know, I don't know. What do you do?
4: You restore. So here's the where the rubber hits the road. You If you can do a backup, that's great. That really is less than half the battle. It's the restore is where the rubber hits the road. Can you restore your files? So practicing that is much more valuable than trying to figure out how to back up your stuff. Because backing up your stuff is still a problem if you're doing selective backups where you're choosing folders and you miss one or two. But not knowing how to restore when you have a failure, you've got nothing, really. So I would tell you –
3: What do you mean? How do you practice a restore?
4: Well, so you go ahead and you follow the software instructions on a restoration. So you go ahead and say to whatever tool you're using, I would like to restore this, these files to this new directory. You can restore your files to other places. They don't have to be restored to where you, from, this, from where you back them up. And you're going to restore it maybe to an external drive or to a directory that you called practice restoration folder. <laughs> and you need to understand how a restore works, much more importantly than how a backup works. Um, so that's the key is to do a restoration work on practicing that. I mean, we've got, all got nothing to do. So it's a really good skill to use. Um, because that's really, even in our business where the rubber hits the road, it's the reason a lot of the times we pick up new clients because their old it firm couldn't get them back up and running after a failure because they either had a poor backup or the restoration didn't work. Um, it's really important to have that restoration understanding. So you go into your, your software for the, my, the, my cloud, and there should be a restoration process and follow right. it and follow it to restore it to a directory that you call practice restoration if you wish and see what comes over see how hard it is okay. see if it works uh that's now, only the only uh, way
3: I'm also using a USB drive and I'm doing a backup to that
4: too from the uh, NAS you're backing the Microsoft up soft product are you backing up the NAS to a, a a USB drive plugged into it or you're using a the Microsoft backup to backup to the hard drive
3: I'm using uh, a USB drive connected to my computer, my laptop, um, and I'm using Microsoft Backup in Windows 10 to do the backup to the USB
4: drive. Same idea. So if you want to practice a restoration there, you want to do a restoration of using the Microsoft Backup software to restore to some other target, whether it be, again, a target on your machine that you've labeled Microsoft test restoration. Um, Just be careful, right? If you actually restore to to your source, and you screw up and overwrite your source somehow, you can really cause a mess. So if you're nervous about it, you can always restore to another another drive. So if you restore to yeah. a nice, clean drive letter, drives are pretty cheap these days. That way you're going to be more comfortable knowing that your restoration is not going to be bad. You know what I mean? You're not All going to right, overwrite a the C partition. Point, yeah.
3: um, is, it a backup, is a restore point different than a backup?
4: Yes. Want to explain a restore point to him, Bob?
2: Yeah, restore point is something the operating system does that uh, creates a snapshot of the files on your computer at a given point in time. So what happens when you do a restore uh, to a restore point or a system restore is you're going back to the files that were on your computer at that time.
4: But not the data files, No, the operating system, system files. just the system. So how the operating system looked with whatever programs you loaded on it. So that's a restore point. That's to help Microsoft recover from a failure, not to help you recover from a drive failure or a, a ransomware issue or anything like that. Um, it's it's just to help Microsoft recover from its own failure.
2: Or if you have right, so you a You don't
4: problem. want to practice with that one at all? Ah, You don't need to, no. Only if you have a, a to reload a software package. Go ahead, Bob.
2: Or if you have a program that goes corrupt on you, you can go back, you know, or an update, for instance, that went bad. Right. You can go back and get rid of it by using a restore point before... The update happened.
3: Right. How often should you do a restore point?
2: The system should do it for you automatically, assuming that it's turned on. I've seen many of them that have been turned off for some whatever reason. Space reasons. This could be space reasons, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you have adequate room on your drive, I recommend increasing it. By default, it's either set to either 1% or 2%, and I like to set it up to 10%. So that I uh, get plenty of restore points to go back to, because most people struggle with an issue for days before they figure, well, maybe I need to use a restore point. And by that time, the good restore point is overwritten, and now you're, you're you're out of luck. You're out of luck.
3: Now, how many copies do you keep? You just keep one, or you keep
2: well? If you, it'll keep as many as it needs to, based on the amount of space that you've allocated. So if you've allocated, let's say you have a uh, a terabyte drive, and you allocate 1%, you know, you've got, you know, basically a gigabyte. If you got 10%, you got 10 gigs. So you might get 20 or 30 restoration points, but how far are you going back? So if you're going, you know, if something happened a week ago and you've been struggling with it, but you've determined that you've got to go back to that before that point, you need that many restore points.
4: Right. There's no real per, you know, perfect answer for you on that. It just depends on how many changes you make to your operating system and how many points you have to go back prior to those changes to be able to get your healthy operating system. Again, your data is not affected. So any pictures you took a week ago or after that are all there. You're not going to lose any data during dealing with restore points.
3: Well, the data is in the backup files and the restore points for the operating system. Exactly.
2: Right. And you can actually get, if, if you uh, in, accidentally install a virus, you can get rid of it by using a restore point. You can. Yeah. If you have right. a restore point. No, that's great. Point.
4: Right. All right, Don. Thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. So I think we're going to step out for a quick break. Um, so uh, feel free to get online, guys. 800 966 WTIC 522 WTIC. And of course, we're Facebooking live. We're streaming live over on Facebook, over at uh, over at a uh, WTIC's Facebook page. So check us out there. Feel free to put some comments in there, and feel free to uh, like and share us. Uh, that helps the uh, algorithm for Zuckerberg to know that people are actually listening and watching us on the stream. We'll step out for a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And then at 11, Dr. Dr. will be in. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Um, it was kind of funny. Uh, my wife and I went out and picked up some pizza last night in the old, in the new way of picking up food. And uh, drove past the, the old Southington Library. And what do I see in the Southington parking lot there in the library but a Tesla charging? And I'm like, well, they're not using the library. So the guy... Drove his $80,000 subsidized vehicle to the library to get it charged on taxpayer dime. I just thought to myself, really? (laughs) You can't charge your own vehicle? I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but it just just irked me. I'm like, okay, if you're using the library, fine. But you're not (laughs) because it's closed. But you're using the power outlet of your vehicle. I'm sorry. I just, that bothers me. You shouldn't be doing it. Plug it into your own house, please. Uh, maybe it's—I'm just being silly, but it just bothered me. Uh, let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Joe in Hartford. Hey, Joe, what's up?
6: Yes, sir. How are you? Doing fine. How are you, sir? Thanks for taking my call. Doing a great job, guys.
4: Our pleasure. Thank you.
6: <laughs> okay, so I got a problem, and um, um, when on my—you uh, know how you go through the—you e- get on the computer, you check your email. The email comes up and asks you for your password. Yep. So I had the password written down, put it in, and was not taking it. Yeah. I had it changed by an IT pro. And you know how you do that? Oh, that's an, uh, you know when you do the uh, two-factor auth- authentication?
4: Yep, authentication, yep.
6: Okay. So I did the two-factor auth- authentication, and then when you
4: do go
6: on your uh, – your email and you put in your password it calls your cell phone
4: yeah it gives you a text
6: yeah it gives you a text or a ring right is Mm -hmm. it supposed to do that every time on the same because it just did it once
4: oh if you're using the same the same device you can actually tell it to not do it um over and over again on a trusted device right
6: because it in the beginning, when I when I had set up the two factor authentication, it was giving me a notice on my cell phone when I was logging into like the desktop, right, or the laptop. So it was, it was asking, "Hey, are you you know is it you?" It would you know would call my cell phone. Yeah, when I was on a laptop, but, but then I, it stopped. It stopped doing it though,
4: and that's okay. It like I normal. said, it is normal. You can tell. The system. I didn't
6: tell it to shut off, though. I didn't tell the cell phone to, to stop. It just stopped on its own after doing it maybe two or three. Two or three two, I know I did it once, maybe twice.
4: Yeah, it probably yeah. learned that that browser and that machine is a safe machine. It's you. Okay, cool. Okay. Then,
6: but I went, but I, yeah, but then it did it when I went to another computer or at a library.
4: Perfect. That's exactly the way it's supposed to work. Right, because okay, so that's now, what that's what the two FA is all about. Oh, okay, we're coming yeah, okay, up against cool. the hard break. Can you hold on for a second? We'll hold. We'll take you after the uh, the uh, news. So
6: this was normal. That one. Le- I got to ask you. I tried logging. It won't take. It wouldn't take the password. I changed a complicated password. Yeah. And it was working fine for a couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden they kept. I, I knew I had the correct password. I had it written down, but it wouldn't take it. It kept telling me, "Oh, you've got the wrong password."
4: Well, that, yeah, like you said, you had to change it with uh, the email provider. So that can happen. Maybe you had an issue with the, no, no, the password no, was itself. Changed.
6: Every, it was changed. Everything was working fine. Like, everything was working good. A couple of weeks went by, and then I tried logging into the...
4: Uh, hey, Joe, we got a heartbreak, but i gotta, I got to go to a heartbreak for the news. So, you're Well, if you want to hold, we can take the call after the news, okay? We're gonna, yes, sir, I will. We're going to step out for a quick break. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back.